and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, Bob Lazar and his polygraph test. That's correct, Bob Lazar and his polygraph test. Now, many of you have heard of Bob Lazar. Uh, he's kind of a grandfather of uh, modern-day UFO lore by now. And a lot of people, uh, like myself, have heard about Bob, about his story of working at Area 51. But what they didn't know, what I didn't know, was that Bob has passed a series of polygraph tests, or what some people refer to as lie detector tests. Now, just before we get into that, I want to point out one uh, article I did link to at the Twitter account, UFO Warning. And of course, you can get there by going to sub warning at UFO. And you will see that um, there was a recent sighting in Nevada, actually in Bob's old stomping ground. Uh, this sighting occurred back in September of 2019, but seems to have just been released. Uh, it was released to, to uh, MUFON, and we have this video of these orbs. And this is just the sort of thing that we're talking about with all the revelations that Bob came out with clear back in what's it been, 30-some years ago, was it with, uh, in the Nevada desert with these uh, unexplained UFO sightings. And here we're still having UFO, UFO sightings in the Nevada desert, not that far from Area 51, all these years later. Now, this uh, article, just before we get into Bob's polygraph test, comes from Express.UK, and it says, UFO sighting glowing orbs over Nevada are true evidence of aliens claims UFO Hunter. And then it says, UFO hunters claim to have found remarkable evidence of aliens visiting Earth after a pair of glowing orbs was filmed over Nevada, U.S. And the article's by Sebastian Keatley. This just came out yesterday, I believe. And there's a link right there in the article, a YouTube video, and you're looking over this uh, valley with these two orbs there. Really uh, beautiful desert country. And these two UFO orbs just suspended there. Now, this is back in September of last year. It says the UFOs or unidentified flying objects were filmed over Washoe Valley by an unsuspecting eyewitness. Two glowing orbs appeared transfixed in the skies southwest of Reno and between Aspen Creek and Slide Mountain. According to the eyewitness, the glowing orbs pulsed but did not otherwise move. It says, the short video clip shows the orbs floating fairly high in the sky. Then about a minute after the video ended, the UFOs were gone. The eyewitness said, quote, I was eating lunch in our breakfast nook and noticed something shiny in the distance to the north in the sky. At first I thought it was a helicopter, a plane, or a glider, ultralight. People fly those in this region. But the light did not move. I noticed it looked like actually two circular metallic objects. The bizarre footage has since been analyzed by self-appointed UFO expert and conspiracy theorist Scott C. Warning. Warning, the video was originally filmed one year ago, but it was published on the Mutual UFO Network MUFON this month. Mr. Warren, who frequently boasts unproven discoveries of extraterrestrial phenomena, believes the UFO sighting is the real deal. He said, here is an amazing video of a pair of glowing white UFOs over some mountains in the Washoe Valley, Nevada. It seemed a little bit rough on Mr. Waring in the article to me, but he's got a point. 
You can clearly see these two UF orbs, and we've been hearing reports of these things all over the country, all over the world actually, and many people, myself included, have noticed how these things seem, uh, seem to have really increased as we've moved along with this whole uh, COVID situation. Uh, I've got a map also there uh, attached, uh, linked at the website UFO Warning. Of course, you can get there by going to at warning sub UFO. And you can see that this sighting is really not that far from the Groom Lake Area 51 area. A big wide open area out there. If you wanted to have a secret government project, the kind that Lazar talked about, this would definitely be the place to be doing it. Uh, and just one more thing. I want to put this thing in context real quickly. Now, a lot of people have looked at Bob Lazar's uh, story, his testimony, watched the interviews, and for a long time, myself included, really had some pretty serious doubts about whether or not the guy was telling the truth, or the story just seemed so uh, far-fetched, you know. Here we've got this average Joe working on spaceships, and the government had put out so much uh, negative press about the man, and... Then as the years go by, we find out that a lot of things that he did say, as far as his education, where he worked at in this, stuff that the mainstream media had reported is not true, we find out later on that it is true. It looks like somebody really did go back and try to scrub his background. And you watch the interviews with the guy, and he does seem like a really smart guy. They tried to make him out as though he was some sort of nut. And you have to ask yourself, you know... A person comes along and makes claims about the deep state, about space exploration, about the possibility of ETs. And a lot of us really don't feel comfortable listening to too much of that until we hear that he passes a polygraph test. And even then, we, a lot of people will say, well, anybody can pass a polygraph test, or maybe he's just a really good liar. But the fact is, we have lots of politicians out there telling us how to live our lives every single day of the week. And how many people demand that they pass a polygraph test? Think about all the things that you've been told about this whole COVID thing over the last five months. First, you're told you can't wear a mask. Then you can wear a mask. Now you're being told things like, uh, you can social distance here, but not there. Things so stupid as, well, you can have a tender day, but wear a mask. Things so moronic as, you can't go to church, but you can get an abortion. I mean, come on, man. And now we have kids out here playing football because it's football season. And they're telling them to wear a mask while they're out there on the field being exposed to all the germs in the grass or the dust from the AstroTurf. I saw, I saw a picture in a local paper where a couple of coaches were. And the kids are wearing masks and the coaches are wearing masks, but the one coach has his mask off because he's talking. Come on. It's reached the point where it's totally ludicrous. So that virus is going to get in your body. It's probably just going to go through your eye sockets. That's what I've read. So we're being told all this stuff by these so-called experts, and nobody asked them to take a polygraph test. And speaking of Nevada, I posted an article on there. Somebody finally did have enough gumption to write a letter about the governor there. Got to close the bar at 11 o'clock, because I suppose at 11 o'clock, that's when the COVID virus comes out. It's as if they are conditioning us to be controlled. For crying out loud, if one of these extraterrestrials or whatever they are did decide to show up on the White House lawn they want to make sure that you're going to be in your room with the TV turned off if necessary they want to make sure that if there ever is disclosure that they control the narrative 
down to the last comma. You're not even allowed to ask questions. As Tom DeLong would say, this is not open for discussion. You sat there and shut your mouth, I'm going to tell you. And then someone like Bob Lazar comes along. This completely unassuming guy. And he says, you know what? I was back, I was back engineering those babies. And he brings out some pretty serious evidence. Turns out that he knew where these things were going to show up at. If you haven't watched that video yet, the documentary on Netflix, it's well worth your time. I will say that. Now, I found a couple of these articles about him passing not one, but four, four polygraph tests. Now, the first article, bear with me just a second, comes from Science Global, Science Global News. Com. And the date on this is December 9th, 2018. It's got a picture here, Bob. It's got a picture of that, the satellite image of Area 51. And it says, Area 51, man who claims he worked on UFO passes four polygraph tests. And that's, I find that impressive. Either he's an extremely calm, cool as a cucumber liar, or he's telling the truth. Bob Lazar gained international attention, we're told, more than 30 years ago after claiming to have worked at the notorious Area 51. In 1989, with the help of journalist George Knapp, Lazar detailed his supposed duties at a base to the south of U.S. Air Force's homie airport known as S-4. It is speculated that the auxiliary facility in the Nevada desert was home to top-secret alien technology, and it was apparently Lazar's job to reverse-engineer it. Uh, remember, here a few weeks ago, we came out with the um, Senate Subcommittee Intelligence hearings, and we had the fellow by the name of Eric Davis, a government consultant, talk about vehicles not of this world. Vehicles not of this world. And here... This is Bob Lazar, clear back in 1989, before that was ever mentioned in that Senate subcommittee, subcommittee hearing what a month or two ago, saying, yeah, I worked on those vehicles. It says, following the, re following the revelation, the science technician received criticism due to his lack of hard evidence. However, investigative filmmaker Jeremy Corbell has spent the last few years digging deep into the story. In his film, Bob Lazar, Area 51, and Flying Saucers. Now that's the documentary that I was talking about on Netflix. Uh, I watched it. I was blown away by it. I think it's it's well worth watching. I mean, what can we think about it? Well, who knows? But it is definitely a very interesting flick. It says it was revealed Lazar had passed a number of polygraph tests over his story. Quote, I left there thinking we do have some credibility to what the subject had to say, Terry Tavernetti, a former L.A. police officer, revealed. Another polygrapher also, a polygrapher also analyzed the results and concluded they appeared truthful. It is not the first piece of evidence to come out of the documentary that could prove Lazar's testimony. Corbell also dug out a photo of the top-secret hand scanner that was claimed to be used to access 5-4. Now, 
The images of the, scammers, of the scanners used to get inside the building match Lazar's prescription description almost perfectly. I never thought I would see one of these again, Lazar admitted, after scanning the photo. I tried to explain this to people so many times, and they never believed me. There it is. It was a biometric scanner used to get into SF and measure the length of the bones in your hand. Now, I think I mentioned this before. Many, many years ago, I worked as an instructor at a, at a state facility that was a secure facility, and we had those things back then. I don't know if it was the exact same thing, but you slid your hand into this, and they told me it just measured your, finger, measured your fingers, and since everybody's fingers are a little different sized, you just slipped it in uh, all the way up to where the little post uh, pushed up against the insides of the webs on your hand, and boom, the door opened. So that part, I didn't find that to be SpaceX technology. I mean, I had my encounter with these things back in the late 90s. So it makes sense that the government would have something like that, say, 10 years prior. Now, that's the only time I've run into something like that. But So I had no problem understanding what he was talking about. I mean, he was, in, he was working in a secure environment, and that's why they had that. that to me, that wasn't a big deal. Uh, the images of the scanners used to get inside the building match Lazar's description almost perfectly. And then it goes on and says, I tried to explain this to people. And then it says, there it is. It was a biometric scanner used to get into the SF and measure the length of your bones. On Tuesday, the film was premiered at Los Angeles Ace Hotel to sold-out audience of 1600. It then hit the number one worldwide iTunes documentary. And then that's kind of what the article ends at. It doesn't give us a lot of insight, but the fact is, as reported in the film, and you can... Follow the link here. He's passed at least four separate polygraph tests. Now, we have another article uh, regarding this. It's a little bit older. Just let me get to it right here. And or once again, they're talking about Bob taking taking these polygraph tests. And this comes from mysterywire.com. Mysterywire.com. And it looks like maybe Nap, maybe George Knapp actually wrote this. Area 51 whistleblower, whistleblower takes a lie detector test. Now on this one here, ah, criminy. On this one here, they have a uh, a little video, and it's where George Knapp, I believe, is talking about uh, the first time that they took a test with um, Bob Lazar, and then it says, uh, he was a longtime lawman who found himself in the middle of one of the biggest UFO conspiracy tales of all time, the one that put Area 51 on the map. And then it's got a picture here of a much younger George uh, Knapp interviewing the original uh, polygraph test taker, Terry Trevante. And this is clear back from like 1990 or something, 30 years ago. It says, and then I think it also has an interview with um, uh, Mr. Trevante today, who's a much older man, of course. This name is, his name is Terry Tavernetti, who spent years as a cop in Southern California and then worked in corporate security for a major Las Vegas hotel property. He conducted thousands of polygraph tests to screen casino employees and was considered one of the best in the business. Then he tested a man named Bob Lazar, who told a strange story about working on flying saucers at a secret facility called S-4, adjacent to Area 51. Now, we've done 
podcast on both S4 and Area 51, if you want to go back and look at those. It says Tavernetti still has his charts in the machine from that test 30 years later. This is basically like having a witness on the stand and having that person cross-examined. I mean, you, you're accused of a serious crime in a lot of states. If you can pass that polygraph, uh, you're walking. I, I remember a case uh, years ago uh, where a friend of mine, acquaintance of his, his uh, wife um, had disappeared and was later found dead. And he, the, this fellow immediately, um, immediately uh, went in and took a polygraph test. He, you know, I'm sure his lawyer was like, "Oh, you shouldn't do that." Took the took the polygraph test, passed, and was cleared. And they found out later she'd committed suicide. But the fact is, um, you know, if you're accused of a crime, and you go in and take one of these polygraph tests, most times, that's enough. I mean, you're out. You're just off the suspect list. So. <clears throat> You know, having that personal experience kind of left an impression on me. So if Bob Lazar can pass a polygraph test, and then for somebody to say, oh, that's nothing, I, I don't agree with that. I mean, if we are scratching people off the list as murder suspects, or say suspects in unexplained deaths, if, a, if passing a polygraph test is enough for you to walk out of that room and not be bothered by law enforcement again, then I have to, to show some respect to Bob Lazar for passing this test. Either he is a fantastic liar who has convinced himself that what he's saying is true, and he's beating this polygraph test, which in my mind is pretty unlikely, possible, but rare, or he really did experience something like he's talking about. Now, whether those were actual UFOs that he was working on, or whether this is some kind of... uh, some kind of crazy psyops operations that the uh, DOD or the intelligence community is, you know, running. I don't know. I mean, they've been known to do some pretty weird things. But based on the fact that Bob passed the test, it leads me to believe that he's telling the truth from his standpoint. Whether those were actual ETs or whether this is some kind of a setup, and it could have been. It could be some kind of a setup where they're using this to try to control the narrative. I don't know. But it makes me think, no matter either way, that as far as Bob's concerned, as far as Bob Lazar's concerned, he's being truthful. Now it says here, it says, We asked him recently if he thinks Lazar was really telling the truth. Tavernetti's answer was simple and said with conviction. Yeah. Tavernetti doesn't use his gleaming polygraph machine anymore. He told us he had no idea he and his lie detector might be drawn into one of the most controversial UFO cases of all time. Bob Lazar first told his story publicly in 1989. Lazar's claims about working on flying saucers at a hidden facility in new facility near Area 51 set off a UFO stampede that continues to this day. At the request of KLAS-TV, Lazar agreed to a polygraph test. The first test proved inconclusive. And that's important. It proved inconclusive, as they point out. He's probably just nervous. It did not. It did not prove that he was being deceptive, and that's the thing that you're looking for. The examiner, not Terry Travernetti, thought Lazar was so nervous that it was difficult to get an accurate read on him. Well, I could see why the guy might be nervous. I mean, he's basically outing the deep state, and 
all of that massive power that they represent, he was probably afraid that they might off him. I mean, I don't blame the guy for being nervous. He seems like he might be a little bit nervous even to this day. It goes on, it says, The examiner, not Terry Travinati, thought Lazar was so nervous that it was difficult to get an accurate read on him. This is when Travinati was, was recommended. He questioned Lazar about the central allegations that he had seen a flying disc at a base called S-4 and that the craft was powered by an antimatter reactor and generated its own gravity. To Travinati's surprise, Lazar passed. And then it goes on here, it says, it has uh, in, uh, highlighted 1990. And my, my personal thoughts, the pre-test interview of three and a half hours, the test itself, the post-test interview, showed absolutely nothing to deter my thoughts that Bob was always truthful. Terry Travinetti, Polygraph Examiner, 1990 interview. Travinetti was a UFO guy. Travinetti wasn't a UFO guy. Having never polygraphed anyone about UFOs, he had no core beliefs either way. But 30 years later, he recalls what was going through his mind during the test as it appeared. As it appeared, Lazar was being truthful. He told us what he was hearing was unbelievable. But in his opinion, his polygraph machine doesn't lie. And then it says, uh, Terry Travinetti talks about the polygraph testing about Lazar, KLSATV, KLAS-TV. After the first story arrived on KLAS-TV about Travinetti's test, two strange things happened. He says the first was being called on the carpet by his employer because of a phone call from an unnamed federal agency. Well, there you go. The guy gives somebody a test, and the men in black... Don't just visit, but make a call to his employer. The corporate offices where I'm employed received a telephone call from a government agency wanting to know why I was getting involved in something that shouldn't be, Tabernetti said. And I asked, well, what agency, what is it? But they didn't, did, did they identify themselves? Tabernetti never did find out what agency called his employer. He said there was an internal investigation by his employer but he was never disciplined. The second thing happened two months after the story aired. There was a break-in at his home. Travinetti believes whoever it was was trying to steal the charts from Bob Lazar's test, but he had made copies of the charts. He had even shared them with colleagues to see if they agreed with his opinion. Two of them did. Another suggested there should be more testing. So see, this is what you have when you get a hold of information like that, provided it's not classified and you can't go to prison for the rest of your life like Assange or Snowden. You share it. Transparency. This is what we're talking about. The last thing in the world that you want to be is the person holding the bag full of magic antimatter. The last thing I want to receive is classified documents or something that could get somebody killed. This guy did the correct thing. He gave Bob the lie detector test. He immediately shared the data, the evidence, with other people. Makes it a lot less likely that he can become a homicide target. 
I'm sorry to say, but these are the stakes that you're dealing with when you get into stories as deep as Bob Lazar's. Tavernity admits polygraphs are not foolproof, but they are widely used by police and employers as useful tools. He doesn't regret getting drawn into Bob Lazar's saga and says the experience caused a permanent change in how he views the UFO question. Over the years, my belief has swayed that way. It gets to the point now where, why not? Tavernity has since retired and lives in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, they don't say there, but they said earlier that he worked for the LAPD, so I'm assuming that when they said his bosses got a call from this <clears throat> mysterious government agency, they were talking about the LAPD. They have their own baggage, it seems, when it comes to getting mysterious calls and dealing a little heavy-handed with people. So I've heard. Trevor Nerdy has since retired and lives in Las Vegas, Nevada. And then it goes on and talks a little bit more about the stories. And there's some links here um, where you can watch the video. At. It, the, video the, the, the documentary was, like I said, it was very interesting. I really got a kick out of it. Now, there's one last thing that I want to look at here real quickly. Because we're talking about UFOs that have shown up in Vegas, or Nevada, they seem to be there all the time, like the, just like the two orbs we just talked about. We're talking about Bob Lazar saying that he was back engineering UFOs, working on them, they were being flown out into the desert, that there was all this kind of stuff going on in Area 51. We've, we've all heard the stories about underground bases and aliens being kept there. And I just wanted to revisit this, this quote by Trump. Remember when Trump first came to office, he said he was a skeptic. He really didn't believe in him. But now, almost four years later, Trump says he's heard very interesting things about alleged UFO event in Roswell and will think about declassifying it. Well, I don't think for one second he's on, he will declassify it. Now, that's on independent.co.uk, and it talks about Roswell. And I think if we go down in the article a little bit... It does bring up Area 51. It says, uh, I won't talk to you about what I know about it, but it's very interesting, Mr. Trump says. Roswell, New Mexico is infamous for having a 1947 UFO sighting and crash. The whole point is, Roswell is where it starts, um, as far as the notion that alien spacecraft could be on planet Earth. So the folklore is that the ships were either taken to... Uh, were probably taken to uh, Wright uh, Air Force Base, I believe, and went in Ohio at first. And then eventually, later on, uh, when they opened up uh, Groom Lake, I think that was in the late 50s, early 60s maybe, with Area 51, that that's kind of become the center of uh, back engineering these, uh, as Mr. As, uh, Eric uh, said, back engineering these not-of-this-world ships or off-world ships. Or flying saucers, as Lazar calls them. You could you're watching all of these all of these UFO stories, so to speak. They seem to be they seem to be being brought into this vortex. It's like it's like they've been in this whirlpool going around and around for years, and now we're starting to see all of these stories merge. We have all this UFO activity that has accelerated. We have a president who seems to 
have experienced an epiphany. Before our eyes, he's gone from, I don't necessarily believe that, to that's one hell of a video, to I have information about Roswell. You see what's happening with Trump's transformation here? He's gone from non-believer to believer. And then we have these Senate subcommittee hearings where they're talking about vehicles not of this world. That's the exact same thing that Bob Lazar was talking about 31 years ago. And Bob's, you know, been back in the, this, this documentary from a couple of years ago, but it's really gained traction on TV. People have been off work during all these lockdowns, and they're watching this thing. And here's Bob Lazar coming back up in the news again. And when we look back at Bob's testimony, what do we find out? He's taken at least four polygraphs. And it sounds like it's quite an involved process. Three and a half, four hour session. And he passed them. Now the first one, yeah, they said it was inconclusive because he was so nervous. But he's given these tests repeatedly again and again. And they ask him about the core facts of his story. Were you working on UFOs and were you flying these things out in the desert? And he answers them, yes. And the machine says he's being truthful. It's just fascinating that we're living in this year 2020 when there's been so many negative things happen. But at the same time, this UFO narrative seems like it's lining up in some way. To where we're beginning to see that there, there really do appear to be some pretty serious hard cold, hard, cold facts that are backed up with evidence, evidence such as, such as, you know, passing a polygraph test. And the fact that Bob Lazar did pass multiple polygraph exams, to my mind, raises his credibility tenfold. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over now. out.